I know. Well, at, at the uh, at the artist market, at Charlotte's artist market, I thought that, dude, the minute I kept eyeing that fucking donkey. Oh, yeah. Up, and the minute <laughs> then I, I see it. you, dude, the minute I see you wearing that duck kong, I'm like, all right, I love this man. It was like five bucks. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. See, I should have asked, man. I, that's what, like, I need another video game shirt, but yeah. that one look, look fucking cool, too. I yeah. like yeah, I like them sure. when they're kind of like straightforward. I mean, there's for me, especially retro games, it is definitely a nostalgia aesthetic thing. So I mean, I, yeah. So I think sometimes when you try to you try to modernize it or I don't know, make it a little. Oh, is this the uh, 58A? That's the fifth. Yeah, that's the beta. Right? The beta. Yeah. The beta? No, that's the beta. Yeah, these yeah. tend to have like. Kind of like sharper high end and stuff, right? Uh, These ones, like compared to a regular fifty eight. Oh, I don't know. I didn't even know there was a difference. The A versus the regular one. Yeah, that's what I heard. Is that these are like? I mean, I I don't know for sure. Yeah, I but know. I had one of these, uh-huh. and I was playing at um Shakedown with Andy Sido. Okay, you ever made that cat? No. He he's a great dude okay. and like a great songwriter, singer, songwriter. Yeah, yeah, singer, guitar player, keyboardist. He's kind of a shredder on keys man oh beautiful dude um that's cool like What's he, his band? he plays in a group or just under his well band? his band yeah it's just like andy sido and cool. like man he yeah keys he has like all that like uh like boogie woogie type yeah. shit like jerry lee lewis type yes. shit like man he kind of murders that, that like, that's he, awesome he tears that shit down but yeah he's he's a um he's he's a great writer too man and okay. a great singer has like a pretty unique voice like fun kind of stuff no no more like i'd say like folk oh uh singer songwriter like um kind of kind of rock and roll but like more more softer rock Mm -hmm. you know like if there's gain it's not super heavy (laughs) yeah sure sure just a little bit of gain yeah you know the crunch yeah the crunch (laughs) um natural but yeah i i play with him when he he moved to nashville over the summer but when he lived here i was playing in his band oh, and cool. um what you guitar i was playing bass, bass actually yeah. and then a lot of a lot Guitar's of like harmony vocals and is, stuff. Ba- well okay what do you because i've seen you now play guitar and bass what do you feel like is your main do you feel more comfortable with one versus the other are you oh uh, definitely more guitar yeah but okay. i do but i do think that it, like I don't think I'm a bad bass player by any means. I You're some, a fucking awesome bass player. Uh, it's funny. I'll That's some, why I asked that question, man, because I wasn't even sure if you were. I've I've like talked to people where I'm like, man, you're such a sick guitarist. Like, well, I'm really more of a bassist. So I didn't know if yeah. you were come from there or what. Uh, well, I mean, I did start on bass. Like, I played bass before guitar. Okay. And really, I played trombone before all that. Oh, so, dude, trombone's so hard to play, isn't it's it? It's kind of brutal. And Ugh. um, I it's funny, man. I tried to pick it back up a, a couple of years ago and, like, oh, my God. I could, Well, because I wanted to, like, there was a track I was working on that I was like, maybe I could, like, layer some trombones. Yeah. And I in my, in my head, I'm like, well, I still remember the positioning and, yeah. like, how hard can it be how hard can it be and then like <laughs> even though i i did remember a lot of the positioning like for what i was doing i could i was you know i was just did doing, you you did pull it off no, no no i tried to and i was like oh i i have no chops anymore yeah like so like i'd play for like 10 minutes and everything sounded like shit yep. and i was like oh i'm burnt i'm well, totally i'm done <laughs> i had like the exact same thing with saxophone because i played sax sax was the only first instrument i really played is the only one i had any uh um lessons with yeah but I, then i stopped playing it for like 20 years and i it's almost exact same story one day at like 
I'm working on a song. I'm like, man, some sax would be great in here. Like, yeah. I know how to play sax. Dude, lost all my fucking jobs. I mean, yeah, like, those I, instruments, yes, like saxophone, trumpet, trombone, like woodwinds, brass, brass in particular, I think. Like, oh, yeah, you Yeah, that it. stuff requires maintenance. It does. You know, which is like kind of nice about guitar and bass that it's like i mean you could argue you could make the argument more so for bass than guitar that it's like well you lose your calluses yeah but i i also like i don't know i've played bass enough that like the calluses like they don't really go away actually like i can like i could not play bass for a few months and it's like my my right pointer finger still that is definitely still calloused yeah. like that's not gonna hurt you definitely know so, the more you build them over calluses over calluses over calluses you're right it starts to get real thick at that spot there's a point where it's like you can take significant time away from the instrument you're not gonna lose the callus sure, you know? but sure. but like also with bass i don't i don't use my middle finger a ton no. i'll use it every now and then but like really if i can play everything with just the pointer just, yeah. i will oh yeah like even like do 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 yeah, like it, eighth notes and stuff. Sure. Like, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, you need two and you get like the only time I'm playing bass with two is I'm trying to go, you know, galloping kind of stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I never to. end up playing that kind of stuff. Yeah, but that you heavier music. Sort of, yeah, but that's sick. Um, I I feel like the only time I end up using my middle is like, um, when I start like wanting to add embellishments and stuff. Okay. Another thing too is like this middle is like. Like kind of, it kind of fucked up your middle finger a little bit on my what? right hand. Like it, so yeah, I was well, I was on tour like this is 2019, I think, with okay. Caitlin Williams, mm-hmm. and um, we were in Phoenix, and you know I had a few, mm-hmm. and um, we were playing as one does. We were playing Phoenix. frisbee, and like oh, it no. just like whacked my finger in this super weird way and i was like oh no and like i even like i even remember on like certain parts of that tour like icing like having your hand yeah like going into gas stations and having like a cup of ice and then just sitting like all right four hours to la and then just like (laughs) yeah and that ice that's oh and um it's kind of never been the same, honestly, since then. Like, there's like every now and then it'll just randomly I'll be like, oh, that feels like shit. So it's like, oh, interesting. That's part of why I don't play it a lot. So, as like, well. the tendon must have got fucked up or something, right? I think there's like nerve Nerves, damage. Yeah. yeah if I had to there. guess, and I like. You could do stretches. That's the I like. For nerve I even went to. That's a good idea. I should stretch well, you, more. Well, you went to a but, specialist or something? Yeah. And he was like, I don't know, dude. Yeah. Like, he was. <laughs> he's all shoulders. Dude, fucking <laughs> he's like, you know what? I always hear about it. It's, it's maybe the first frisbee one. One, but people usually it's basketball people playing basketball mm-hmm. and like that's a big heavy ball and like you can fuck up your fingers yeah yeah I, yeah I actually really um i love basketball and played a lot when i was younger and kind of like kind of stopped playing for a while because i had a period of time where i just like didn't want to do anything that i like wasn't good at oh because i've never really been good at good. basketball yeah. i just like basketball yeah, no and, Me, same thing yeah I'm and then like a few it, years actually. ago i was like i'm an adult i can do what i want yeah, and i can be bad at basketball right. so you know i but i i mean i don't do anything outside of like playing pickup games at my rec center you know nothing great oh, but you, they play pickup games your rec center that's pretty. i mean like you know like folks will be there i'll be like hey you want to i'm used to like playing horse you know 
with some friends yeah. while we're drinking. I love it. Yeah, that's that's so fun, dude. But it, you definitely can fuck up your hands with basketball. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, my I remember my stepdad when I was I was like ten. He uh, he was a basketball coach actually, like most of oh most your of dad was okay or my stepdad your stepdad uh, yeah. okay uh, right. and he like yeah he got like hit in the face oh, with a basketball yeah. and like yep that's the he other was one, hospitalized man. for a few days because it it really it really fucked up his nose yeah. so they they had to do surgery and aside from hands yeah. that's now I'm so like music you know I'm a musician so I'm so hands focused but yeah, you're exactly right that's sure. the other one always with basketballs breaking your fucking nose yeah but I, I mean yeah the hands thing is real like yeah. I quit skateboarding and longboarding because you don't because of that yeah it was a big part of my teenage years and even my like even earlier than like like i remember being like i think seven or eight when i started skateboarding Uh uh-huh then longboarding i picked up because like i was like 12 or 13 and my it's easier isn't it the cool kids who smoked pot longboarded i was like i want to do that (laughs) they just looked awesome yeah (laughs) wait 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 wait. you say longboarders you think look more awesome than skateboarding uh, yeah, I never got it was, that one. Yeah, I mean, I guess like maybe it was just the neighborhood I was in where like I don't know. Sometimes like the skate park, there's also a different atmosphere of like being at the skate park all day versus like riding around on a longboard all day. Where yes. like, and I think I you prefer Rome. I think I kind of preferred that. Where like yeah. there was something a little grindy about like being in a skate park and like trying a trick over and over. And oh yeah, over, where, but that's like, what it is though. And yeah, get- and I kind of I think I just I think I just preferred like with a longboard. I'm like, yeah, I can just go yeah. places and like right. just like, soak it in <laughs> and like not worry about. Again, like I guess it was like goes back to like I didn't have to worry about being that good at it. Sure. Where well, skateboarding, it's like. I mean, if you want to get good at it, that's a grind. Oh, yeah, you dude. Know? And it's, well, not only a grind, it's a painful grind. Yeah, you're you know? falling a lot. That's dude. what and- I, I wanted to, <laughs> to skate so much as a kid, and I had a skateboard, and some of my friends did yeah. too. But I, I, we actually all sucked. I can't even think of, like, well, one friend back then that was good. We just all ate shit yeah. on the curb so many times that it was like, this is fucking painful i feel like i had my friends like i had a couple of friends who were decent at it but the people i knew in the area who were like great skaters they were uh-huh. just people i knew from afar where yeah. i was like wh- like i remember one time being at the skate park and like trying to do a kickflip mm-hmm. like couldn't do a kickflip and yeah. then like some kid came over and just like he just hauled ass from like you know down from the hill and then like went off this ramp and like pretty sure did like like a 360 yeah, pretty like sure like thing. yeah like and like and like grabbed his board yeah. and i was just like, like how about fuck you buddy? like i don't know what it'd be called like it i'm sure the trick had a name I yeah. don't know. and i was just like oh that looked fucking awesome yep. <laughs> was 720 like, yeah like i would just you know and then you know it's just stuff like that but talk I'd about like, i mean you definitely will fuck up your hands doing that but you'll fuck up your everything doing oh that, dude. dude also yeah. your face and your neck and your back and yeah your i had a really bad longboarding legs. crash when i was like I don't know, 16, I think. Oh, really? I still have a bunch of, like... Oh, and your wrist? This is from it. And then, like, parts of my arm where you can kind of... I mean, yeah, it messed me up. Yeah, no doubt. It was funny. I was with a friend, and, like, I basically it just was like i was hauling ass down a hill and like i would normally just turn but like i was going so fast it's like there's no way i'm gonna be able to turn. oh so you didn't even try to turn and yeah so what happened i was like well i can either i can either run into like someone's garage yeah and like maybe break their garage, garage? door yeah. and have to pay for someone's garage door okay 
That's or, some split second decision <laughs> well, I, making. I mean, I guess not I all. I want to pay for this garage, motherfucker. I guess, I guess not all of that came into my head. I was like, I don't want to hit a yeah, house. Right, like, right, I don't want right. to run into a house. Yeah, right, yeah. And I was like, or I could jump off and like try to sort of land in the grass or something. Sure. And like, I tried to do that and I did not land in the grass. Uh, <laughs> I went like, bam, right, right in the concrete. So and. God. And I just remember, like, it, like, knocked me out. And then oh, I, like, unconscious. Yeah, oh, I, like, laid there, like, like, just, like, with my, you know, like, um, I mean, it knocked me out for, like, you know, two seconds yeah, or something. Still, and then I came, came to came and was, to, like, yeah. pretty winded. Like, oh, I was, like, dude, that's <laughs> like, trying to, like, get air and, like, had no air. And then that's crazy. My buddy came down and was just, like, and he was, like, not a sensitive dude. He was not somebody who would normally, yeah. like. But he was like, oh, shit, dude, are you all right? Like, you know, that's some scary shit, though, when your friend that you know is not like a sensitive dude is like, holy fuck, yeah. man. Then you know You're like, like real shit. Oh, like that, that. that must have looked ugly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Is what you get from that. That yeah. story kind of reminds me of the one and only time I was up on a motorcycle on my dad's. He, my dad has lost motorcycles. He had two Harleys. This is many, many years. I'm like 20-something. And I'm like, let's go ride him, dad. And he's like, have you ever ridden a bike before? I'm like, nah. Because it's a fucking Harley, you sure? But but I got so that much ballsy, speed yeah. just going down his street that when I went to turn, I had to turn fast. I like couldn't, I couldn't turn, and it was kind of that just reminded me of it because it was like, am I gonna stay on this bike and just just go straight? My first instinct was like, fuck it, just bail. Yeah, and I jumped off the <laughs> yeah. bike, and the bike like hit this you know bump the curb there and like flew <laughs> up into his neighbor's yard, landed in the yard, <laughs> no problem. The bike. Pick the bike right back up. It was fine. Fine, which is apparently like anomalous for a motorcycle. Usually, if you even just a like a motorcycle just like fall over from its kickstand, it can be totally fucked. Oh, I yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you ever rode motorcycles. Um, not. I've never good, like good, ridden one man. myself. I've been don't like, do it, don't do it. I've been like on the back, the of, back one. of one. You know, I've been, that, I've been, been like, like a motorcycle yeah. princess. Dude, isn't it? But you know, this is I'm remembering. You know, like I remember riding on the back of his motorcycle, and dude. That's a fucking gnarly princess ride. I mean, like, yeah, no doubt. It feels very loosey goosey and very unsafe. Yeah, or even just like, man, when I was, um, so I did like cruise ship gigs like right out of college, Uh and part of it, I I was in Europe for like part of it, and then Asia for part of it, and that's cool. How how do you get into doing cruise ships? Oh, they have like, I mean, there's like an audition process okay. for that. And realistically, man, it's not hard to get in. Like no. they're, well, those, those guys still email me like, mm. Hey, you want to do it? And I'm like, no, still yeah. no. You know, like, well, does it pay? Well, I maybe it doesn't pay that well. Not really. No, it pays no. like, you know, like I think I made, I don't know, two grand a month. And it was like, but the kind of, it's the kind of thing they're paying for your room. Yeah. And that your, on top of and your food with and, room and food. That's and like, bad. you can go on a lot of the tours for free. And yeah, if you're cool. smart, you know, you'll make friends with the bartenders and they'll just start. Fucking that won't, that won't be a significant uh, fee. Uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> you'll be like, hello, I'd like to get drunk for the entire evening. Right. That'll be $2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Cause right like, on the tip job. Great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. But yeah, like in uh, in Asia, like there's a lot of, and it's not just in one place. Like I saw this in Vietnam and I saw it in Thailand and like it's just, it's in several places where like, like scooters are like a way that people can kind of like, yeah. they weave in and out of traffic. So yeah. sometimes like it just makes more sense to yeah. hop on a scooter because totally. it's like, yeah, if I get an Uber, 
you know, and some places it's like not, you know, Uber or Lyft is like not a not even there, you know, like, yeah, I remember calling one in Indonesia where it was like, all right, we're going to wait a, like 45 minutes, but there's, it's coming. Yeah. And did it come? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And took right. an Uber yeah, <laughs> back wow. to the ship. Um, there you go. But, in Indonesia. Yeah. But, but like, um, yeah, there were lots of parts of Asia where it was like, it just made, it just made more sense to, yeah. um, well, even to in- do the scooter. Cause then like. You're not sitting in traffic. Yeah. They could just weave through cars Dude, and L.A. and they're thing. cheaper. Not not only that, but they like they yeah, won't cheaper, charge as uh, much. Yeah, you know, yeah, and cheaper to get the ride. Well, I was gonna say, dude, that's like L.A. I mean, L.A. is just so gridlocked that everybody on those little fucking ninjas and mopeds yeah. and shit just <laughs> yeah. weaving right through traffic. Like, yeah, that's a huge thing. Yeah, if you don't have a, a like, you know, some serious form of transportation in LA you're gonna have a bad time yeah like I I remember going out there one time and like decided to not rent a car made an active decision of like well I'll just Uber and I'll just like take their public transit and I'll just bad and yeah it was the worst trip ever I had a horrible time Mm -hmm. because like you'd be like well I'm gonna just take the train and then you'd be like Oh wow, it's a really cumbersome process. Yeah, it's, yeah, and then I gotta like get out of this train and maybe catch a bus and then maybe walk three miles. Yeah, it it was uphill both was, ways. Yeah, and everything would take forever. Yeah, man. Dude. it was, it well, was kind of the worst. I lived in New York for a while, and like my some of my family's from New York, my dad's side, and I spent a lot of time as a kid, and then and then later too before I moved to Colorado. So I'm like a New Yorker at heart. Yeah. and that's the biggest thing I always say about LA is that the fucking driving and getting around in la like fuck that oh it's noise it's pretty terrible man like i i remember staying and this was and this was like pre this is kind of a while ago now this is like pre-pandemic like Mm -hmm. into 2019 okay uh i was in la and i was staying in glendale yep and and like you know and i had a car and stuff and i and like in my head i was like oh glendale that's not gonna be far from like you know, if I want to get into parts of Hollywood and yeah. stuff, like, you that's know, true. it's not going to be far from the action, yeah. you know? It's it not would, really that... But, I mean, yeah. Physically that far. As far yeah. as the crow flies. Like, the mileage is, like, is what is it, like... It's something hilarious. It's, like, four miles yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, it's... And then... But then it take you still an hour. Hour, yep. To well, give... And you're, like... But it's not, like... How? Yeah, right. How does it take you crawl, this long? Your yeah. fucking car crawls. And yeah. they just the way they designed that city, there is nowhere to walk. You cannot no. Okay, but the very first time I ever visited LA was so long ago now. I had a job interview. Yeah, UC, do you know what UCLA. year it was? Oh man, right out of co- uh, undergrad, so like maybe 2006. Yeah. Something like that. I, I had a job interview with UCLA uh for for a grad position. And but I go back there and I'm at the hotel and I didn't have a car. I didn't have anything. But, yeah. you know, again, I'm like, I'm a New Yorker. So I like walk down to the lobby and I go, you know, what around here could I like just walk to and like get a bite to eat or drink or something? And the guy's like, oh, nothing. Like you cannot walk. <laughs> I go, what do you mean cannot walk? I'm like, Yeah, I probably fucked your head yeah, as, I'm like, as no, a no, no. Like, fu- New Yorker. I kind of just like yeah. throw him off like, fuck you, buddy. I'm going to go find something. <laughs> and I walk out of this hotel and sure enough, there's like the parking lot. There's literally, the parking lot sort of spills out into a bunch of like, highway-ish road there's literally no possible way to walk 
anywhere. Like you realize he was actually yeah, right. <laughs> he's he's literally correct that not only is there not like a nice sidewalk or you're a like, path, the there's fuck, no yeah. fucking chance unless I'm strolling <laughs> on the side, like on the lane of the highway. You know, there's not even a fucking shoulder. There's like nothing. Yeah, you are totally screwed. And yeah, you, and I mean, I remember thinking that, being like, Do you remember wow, what like what part of LA design? that was? No, I don't. I mean, that's like the that. thing too is like your experience can really vary. Pretty well, wildly, depending on well, where, I think you know where you're at. Like, yeah. LA's like, got great food. I mean, I always love Venice Beach. I think is awesome. Yeah, Venice is dope. I yeah. stayed with a friend down Beautiful. there one time. Beautiful. That you can walk there, walk on the boardwalk. There's yeah, a lot of and place I, to walk around. Yeah, there. I had a great time staying yeah. staying there because I'd like. Same thing. Yeah, his he had this apartment like what two blocks from Venice Beach, oh, so nice. it was like you'd stay there and then like uh, you know. Like just go to the beach all day and hit restaurants and stuff. Yeah. It was great. Had yeah, a great dude. time doing no, that. No. Well, LA, you know, it's huge. So I'm shitting all over like this giant city when it's really. But man, I don't know. It's, the majority of it, you know, there's there's really cool neighborhoods. Um, you know, things are a little oh, more, for sure. Yeah, yeah, things are a little more spread out than like some of these more condensed, like Chicago, New York. But man, it's that. I don't know this this spreading out of it. I was just never used to that, and it rubbed me the wrong way right off the bat. So I've always had this chip on my shoulder. It's like high maintenance because yeah. of that, you know, and like yeah. everywhere takes forever to get to, and people don't really want to commit to making plans yep. because of it because it's like it's much more of an ordeal to make plans there. That's right. Unlike you're right, like New York, literally, dude. When I lived in New York many times. I'd walk out of my apartment with my flip flops and like my wallet. You know, yeah, like that's it. <laughs> yeah, you don't need shit there. Like you just yeah. walk everywhere, anywhere you need to go, and and yeah, it's LA is just a whole different beast. But you reminded me of that because I would see, you know, we'd be in gridlock on those highways and the little fucking mopeds and little bikes going like right in between the cars everywhere, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's the way to do it. Like yeah. <laughs> we've become Indonesia over here in LA. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, it's it's funny too how like. um you know, that's like one of those cities where the traffic's like not, you know, like Denver, it's pretty predictable. You know, it's yeah. mostly just like rush hour traffic. We're like right. L.A., it's like it's so unpredictable or like or a city like Atlanta. It's like traffic is I so. I never did mention Atlanta. Well, I, th- I always think of L.A. as like constant gridlock, but you're saying sometimes it's not. You'd be like, oh, I just. I definitely have vague memories of times being on the highway, like usually late at night where. Hello. Hey. Uh, we're talking about on the highway to hell. <laughs> yeah, and, and and Connor was recanting his um his time playing the rusty trombone, and <laughs> yeah, that was my first instrument. Was trombone. I didn't? Yeah, which I would have never yeah. guessed. I could see that. I um, never guessed. Well, yeah, I was a little little dorky. Like my like the reason I wanted to play trombone was because like I saw there was like I played donkey kong 64 yeah and like lanky kong played trombone and like kid me was like sick yeah <laughs> yeah which yeah. one wait donkey kong 64 which one is that you mean the the racing no 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 that's on it's on like a, an adventure game yeah it's a 64? 3d platformer it's like in 64 that's rareware really oh it's like essentially like they took like banjo kazooie and then reskinned yeah. it with like yeah. donkey kong characters and made it like bloated okay like that's I've actually never played that somehow. Um, peop, there's a lot of people who don't like it now because it's like a little, you know, it's just like there's too much to do, kind oh, of, okay. and there's a lot of backtracking. But 
My, yeah, dude, a I, lot of those 64 games are like that. But I played it as a kid, and I loved it. Yeah. Like, I was super into the, it. Cas- the Castlevania for 64 gets so much flack. And, oh, yeah. And probably rightfully <laughs> it's so. Like it's like an angry video game nerd. Yeah, the whole... Dude, it. I mean, everybody talks shit on it, and and probably rightfully so, but I, that's the big thing I notice is the backtracking. Lots and lots of backtracking. And I mean, back yeah. then it was hard to create those 3D assets, so... You had to reuse them. A lot. Yeah, you know, we're not- it's like Mario sixty four, where yeah. it like kicks you out of the map after every yeah. start. And just go back in the map, same map. Just go back in, and we've changed like a couple little locations. We've changed and, three things. Yeah, and play the, play the whole level again. You have to play I mean, it eight times. Yeah, it was early three D. Yeah, it's a good point. But I loved yeah. it. I mean, you know, I think sometimes you you're in a technological box like that where you don't have the assets and the time to build tons of shit like that. You have to get creative. So yeah, there's a lot of oh, backtracking, yeah. same scenery over and over, but like creative ways of reusing it. I think a lot yeah. of modern games, is, especially AAA stuff, like that's all out the window. It's just like it's just like an interactive movie, and it's so easy. And they're just like, now nah, look at the next scene. Oh, now look at the next scene. Now look at the next scene. Yeah, there is. I feel like there is a a little bit too much of like cinematic stuff in modern mm-hmm. games for sure. Like there's a lot of that like sort of like it, it's like a cut scene that you occasionally interject gameplay in like yeah. it'll be a movie and then it's like uh, press x yeah, to pre- defend yeah, and you're yeah. like what yeah. oh now i'm playing yeah <laughs> Dude, the latest final fantasy i was playing was just like that yeah There's so many long there was a couple of times we were down here and we're like having a conversation and i'm like well it's just the it's just the just the screen you know it's just the clip playing but then it gets to a spot too where it's like no 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 press us press us like one time you have to press this button to continue this 10 minute sequence your like, controller like on the table you're like what yeah, the fuck yeah, like-, <laughs> like for real yeah i know a lot of it's like that it's just and it's so easy there's no like challenge there's no there's no game there but that's why yeah. you know, 64 i like that era and like super nintendo i think that kind of 16 to 64 bit was like the best yeah super nintendo is like my favorite ever my favorite. i love that shit. you have enough pretty sounds and pictures to keep you entertained but they still were like focused on what is the actual game we're playing here? Like we're trying to solve a puzzle. Yeah. We're trying to accomplish a thing. Like how fast are your reflexes? You know, you're trying to like test the player in some way to accomplish something. Yeah. Modern games, nah. It's just well, I like, think it just oh, aged I'm- really well too. Like where, like even in 64 stuff, like the it's like early 3D. So some it's of it blocky. looks like, yeah, really polygony. And yeah. you're like, all right. You know, Although, it was, you're trying to cut them slack like it's early 3D, you know, where like some of those Super Nintendo games, they still visually still like hold up. really hold up. Yeah. Like, like something like Super Mario World 2, like Yoshi's Island, uh-huh. where that's like all hand drawn. Yeah. And beautiful. It, it still looks so good. Yeah. Damn straight. Well, it's like cartoon, you know, it's very, and like cartoons yeah. are like that too. You watch some old cartoons and like they still pretty much hold up. But you're right, early yeah. 3D. You ever play Cuphead? Yes. Oh yeah, my god. Speaking of video games, and way old too cartoons. hard though. But yeah, it's kind of. I oh, mean, it's brutal. Like I like those kinds of like grindy shooters, like, but it looks so cool. Like it's kind of you know like Mega Man or Contra. Those yes. like shooters where you have to just like grind. I kind of well, you know, like and, those. Yeah, totally. And you know, I'm just bitching about like newer games are too easy, but. Cuphead's a good example of one where, as a kid, if I was Cuphead. playing that, I would have played the shit out of that and like, yeah. struggled and made it. And as an adult, I'm like, oh, this is like a little too hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, I mean, they're, they're actually trying to make me work for this one. Like, okay, yeah. That I think the main difference is me as a kid is would be like, oh no, I lost, and yeah. me as an adult is like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main difference. <laughs> yeah, 
That sounds that about beautiful. Right. The first one, you sound like Mario. Yeah, well, well said. <laughs> you know they have a new voice actor for him? Uh, that, yeah. That dude retired. Oh, he thought he died. No, no, he's alive. Oh, he's he just retired. retired. <laughs> yeah. Mamma mia. Yeah. Thought, yeah, it's yeah. a different guy now. Yeah. I yeah. Put, did you play the new one, the Mario Wander? Yeah, I thought it kicked ass. Yeah. Oh, you beat it already? <laughs> I, I 100%ed it in like... The first week wow. it was out. Fuck. No, I mean, I'm not trying to brag. I'm trying to I say know, I, I have a problem. You, <laughs> you weren't trying to brag, but it was like, heck yeah. Oh, no, Lord. it's more of a like, somebody help me, please. Yeah. <laughs> somebody take the switch away from me. Right. <laughs> That's, dude, it's hard to, like, anymore with me, I feel like it's hard to find time to, there's too many good games that I want to play and I don't have time to do it. I just, yeah. I, did, I did start playing the new, the remake Super Mario RPG. Just like on that. I'm trip. actually, yeah, I'm almost done with that. Actually, <laughs> I, like, Dude, I, yeah, I picked that up. And, curve. Oh, but I, it's just because I've been obsessed with it. I, you stick with mostly Nintendo stuff, or you, yeah, yeah, mostly Nintendo. But I have like, I have a PS4 and I have an yeah. Xbox One, and then, you know, I have some other like I have a Genesis. I think Nintendo does like just keep consistently stay keep putting out all the best shit. It's kind of that, like, I kind of realized, somebody pointed it out to me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess it is. Like, they were like, yeah, it's like the weird art video game company. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, they kind of are. Even weird, I don't know what you mean by Like that. Nintendo. Like, yeah. they make more, like, games that are, like, more, kind of more artistic statements than, like, generally, like, a AAA yeah. Sony game. Like, you think of, like, God of War, you're like, yeah, it's sick. It's not yeah. very artistic. We're like Mario Wonder. Yeah. It's like brimming with like weird creativity. Sure. You know, it's yeah. definitely a lot weirder. Yeah, well, I think maybe maybe that's what it is. Well, they're not like, following, you know, we were just talking about, they're not following this formula because like God of War is a good example and there's a lot of newer games like that where they're just, it's, like we said, it's just like watching a movie. It's really amount of just spend enough time staring at the screen and you're going to get to the end. And it looks pretty. And that's kind of the whole thing. It's really hard to lose some of those games. Nintendo still is like, no, no, no. You know, we want you to like stand on your head and you know jump up and down three times and like you have you have to you have to yell into the controller to make it work. You know, yeah, I I guess I haven't I haven't played a lot of the newer IPs from like PlayStation or Xbox. Like usually when I'm on yeah. those systems, it's like well, I'm playing something generally. You know, like on play like I bought a PS4 because I wanted to play like Spider Man. Yep, and it's like. That's not really like I don't consider that like a Sony IP. I'm like, no. that, it's a comic book character. Yeah, yeah. And no, Sony and Microsoft both kind of just they they they're the same with like PC gaming. It's just like whatever, whatever's in the general yeah. platform. And Nintendo's different. Nintendo has some of that stuff, but then they have a lot of their own shit that you can only yeah. get on there. But they're the kings of ingenuity. I mean, we, you know, and it goes back. You were saying about my Famicom. Oh, yeah, we. <laughs> so. We missed this in the states, but the the Famicom one, the Japanese eight bit. Yeah. If you look on that second controller, there's like a little microphone on it, because you had to at certain parts in the game, like in Zelda one, you had to blow onto the controller. And this is back. This is oh, like, that's crazy. This is like yeah. One or something that that came out, and they were already thinking of like these interactive. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Because I I know they brought that back for that was definitely on like the DS and the. Was right, the, like the yeah, like you'd blow air into like I remember like there's a WarioWare on the DS, yeah, you'd, like blow air into it, and they were always about like making weird fucking controllers and making yeah. you do weird. Sh the Power Pad, you remember that thing? 
I have it somewhere there. We just you like roll it out on the floor and then you like run on it. I don't know. It was like for NES it was games, right? One, yeah. yeah. I never owned one, but I know I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Even all the way back then, they were like, "Yeah, let's do some crazy shit." Nobody else was yeah. doing that stuff. I just wish they would like maybe step up more graphically. Like that's my mm-hmm. one thing with Nintendo, where I'm like, "Yeah, I love the games." Just like, can you step up the hardware yeah. graphically well, so that, that Switch it can Two compete? is coming out next year? So I I keep hearing rumors like, like I don't. I don't know what's true and what isn't because some people are like, oh, it's definitely coming next year. And yeah, some people the, are like, no, it isn't. No, I think like, it is. They already I hope it the is. I hope stuff. there's something. Yeah. It's supposed to be coming, but you know, they've proven with this last one, this is like one of the longest running systems. Do you really need all this powerful hardware to make a good game? I don't know. Well, no. No, the answer to that's definitely no. Like, because the library speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of great games for sure. Charlotte walked in like right at the beginning of our long fucking conversation about the history of video games because <laughs> right before that he was talking about his time playing on a cruise which cruise was that oh yeah that was um celebrity which is like a they're like a subsidiary of royal caribbean oh, essentially. Okay. like a like kind of a sister company that's like a little i think a little more like higher end all right a little more bougie a little bit yeah but it, i mean yeah <laughs> like i did um yeah, I did Europe for like three months and then Asia for three months and then went That's home. That's cool. And it was good at the time. You know, there's like pretty strong pros and cons. Like, you know, like um, you meet people from all over the place and you're seeing all these cool spots. Yep, and places around the world. It's a good way to save money too because it's like, um, you know, all the money that you're making, you kind of pocket it because yeah, you don't really... Spending you know, it there. They're paying for your room and like... They're, food is included. Yeah, they're paying for food. And, like, I just had my shit at my parents' house, basically. I was fresh out of college. So sure. it's like, I didn't own that much shit. Yeah, like, just I left just, it at your parents. Yeah, I was like, no it, rent. Fit, it fit in, like, one room in their basement or something. Like, did it was they, not a problem. Like, did they make, like, how hard did they crack the whip? Did you have to play, like, you know, 10 sets a day? And did you have to learn a bunch of covers or what kind of? Um, I mean, yeah, it was, like, all covers, How hard course, did they work but, you on it, though? Um. I didn't think it was that unreasonable. No. I thought like I I've heard stories of cruise ships that are like kind of insane, yeah, like that where you're slave playing crazy, labor. yeah, like right. playing crazy amounts. But <laughs> talk but, about calluses. <laughs> but like, I I think that like with this stuff, it it was pretty reasonable. Like that, you know, you'd play like generally it was like you'd have a rehearsal from like I don't know five to six ish. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have like six to seven open and like I'd usually like shower and then you'd play one set and then you'd have a break and pretty much everybody would go eat during that break. And then sure. you play another That's set it. and then you're done. Oh, all right. And two sets. I ain't shit. Yeah. It was really I don't think it was that bad. And it's like you'd have um, like every now and then we'd have jazz sets that were like that was three sets still like yeah. not a big deal. Um, I think the more painful experiences were like doing these like musical quote unquote musical productions. Cause it's like, those were like, you know, the whole, the rehearsal was like the whole musical. It wasn't like, oh, right. When you run that, you got to run like a, long, like the whole show. Hour show. Yeah. And then like on top of that, like all the, all the instrumentation is just like tracks. Tracks. anyway so there's well oh, there's just backing tracks yeah there's backing yeah. tracks that are like because like 
and I know the reasoning for it. the reasoning is like, well, cruise ship musicians are like what? Like no one wants to do that gig. Nobody wants to uproot their life and go on a boat for six months. Right. For not enough money. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's I like, I want to do that. It's a soup. It's a gig that, you know, like you're either like that gig is full of either like people who were in my position at the time, like fresh out of college, nothing to lose. Or it's like people who did it and then decided, all right, I'm going to do this for 30 years. Those are the two types. This is my career. Those are the two types of musicians who do it. Who like people who use it as like one little stepping stone for the rest of their life, and then people who are like, "Yeah, this is my career. Yeah, this is my life now." Yeah. Well, some people get the travel bug really hard, where they're just like they they're able to excuse all the bullshit of the of the gig Uh to be like for the travel. Yeah. You know, it's funny because that's I'm thinking of like some people. that I work with that's part of like the ship-based crew because Noah's got like ships and planes and everything. And once, there's only once actually out of Barbados, I did an installation on a ship, but I'm talking to some of the crew there and they're telling me like, like they spend the whole year on a ship. You know, they spend Christmas and Thanksgiving and like oh yeah, all man. four seasons on this boat. And it's Oh, uh, that not- doesn't surprise me at all because there'd be people on our own ship who like... It's floor. I was floored. I was like, who in the hell would ever want to fucking do that? Well, it's also like they they kind of take advantage of the fact that like, you know, like they'll hire a shitload of people from the Philippines. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's not that or they like, want to do that. It's like a good opportunity. Yeah. yeah like the money, like the it. money there, is, you know, the money comparatively is like. But there's hard, gotta be something, hard to turn down. But some of the no guys I'm talking about, these are white dudes these are like no core they don't have to do that i think some of those i think some people like also don't know what they're getting into when they sign up for some of that like like there's definitely like it your experience working on a cruise ship is very dependent on what department you work in so like for me i was in what is technically entertainment yeah and like the fun side cushy yeah like like you know two sets a night and then drinking eating a lot of times if we're, you know, if we have three nights somewhere, um, like if the ship is docked and we're like in Hong Kong for three nights yeah. or something, we probably get two nights off. Yeah, that's cool. And can go and like sure. get a hotel yeah. and like hang out in Hong Kong and like. Which is sweet. Which is like shit that like almost every other department there, they wouldn't be able to do shit like that. You know, sure. like even the spa crew, which is like considered like kind of higher up in that hierarchy. Yeah. They're on the ship all the time. They're never leaving, mm. you know? And it's like, that's so common of like basically every other department there is like, they're just on the ship all the time. And that like, you know, they see, they see people get off the boat all the time yeah, and come and back like, and, and they don't coming. get to. Yeah. They stand on the, on the edge on the mast and this, Single tear runs down their eye, like that, like that Indian on the side of the road when he. <laughs> I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's savage. Like, like, oh fuck me. Basically, a uh, I mean, it's crazy. And then, like, and then there is like resentment towards like, like you know, like I'm like a white kid who walks on a cruise ship yeah, after like. That's what I'm saying. I just got that's drunk all day, and These they're looking at me like, "Oh fuck you, like, yeah. fuck you, dude!" <laughs> like. I don't even blame them. It's like, yeah, dude. Yeah, like, man. I'd probably be resentful too if I was. So in would I. Posi- I remember there was, there was like, so Christmas Eve. I'm they, feeling resentful right now. They had you like bastard. A, yeah, they had like a cruise ship, uh, like like the crew, uh, bingo thing. It was like bingo night on okay. Christmas Eve. Yeah, and 
I won. <laughs> I won what? like 500 bucks. Oh, dude. And like the, Sick. the just like rage I could feel of people. Like, cause I'm just like already in the entertainment yeah. department. Yeah. And I'm like the last one who needed it. White guy. Yeah. yeah. Walking up. Like I'm like trashed. I'm yeah. like, Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I could just like see people like I could kill him. I right. could fucking kill. Like, yeah, I mean, but that's see, a karma, man. Positivity. You're just floating on that cloud of like, yeah, you just man. try to be nice. And you and then look, good things happen. You try to be nice. And you also like, I mean, if you uh, put yourself in their shoes, you just get it. You're oh, like, yeah. well, then that's very understandable. I can't really. I, I yeah. I mean, I don't think myself a. is very claustrophobic or anything like that. But I just feel like knowing and living my life for like months so i didn't you know Santa was working on that ship i just did the install and i felt for like the one guy from my group he was going to be out there for a month and i was like dude if i was stuck on a ship for a month fuck me and Oof, so those things, yeah, so these, I, crew, these crew I guys are imagine. like I'm, i do like 10 month stint on the ship and i'm staring at him like flabbergasted like how could you li- i couldn't live in a little cabin in a little ship in oh that part the sucked ocean yeah for like months and months and months oh my god you killing me kidding me i was like i'd be swimming dude i'd be overboard well the yeah the the rooming situation on the ship like the cabin yeah that's the plank motherfucker i'd be me like (laughs) happily (laughs) goodbye cruel world (laughs) i mean but yeah dude it's like you're like you'd you know you'd be in this tiny ass cabin and you'd share it with somebody yeah i mean that's what i was saying like with jam crews it sounds like you're smaller than this room Small, wait, oh, for how, yeah. many, how many people smaller than this room? I have four. Four, yeah. Oh, I know exactly what kind of like I in my head. I'm like, I know exactly what kind of room you stayed yeah, in. Like two, and then two. two yeah, above yeah, us. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> above us. Yep, yeah, totally. And then you're taking little bathrooms that definitely barely even one person. Can yeah, be. like I remember. I remember. I, I would like. I take showers, and it was like the shower was so. It was so small that like. The curtain would just like the whole time I was showering, the curtain Curtain's was just rubbing against you. Was just attached yeah. to my body. <laughs> Stuck to you. Like the whole like yeah. it was just it, it was so just like Yeah, and like you spent half the shower being like pushing the like, trying to peel this thing yeah. off you. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that part of it sucked and like the it's money's the not there. that good. Like, you know, they they're like you could pocket all of yeah, it, but it's it like two K a month. Yeah. It's like bad money. Yeah. The like the it's musicians. The musicians are hit and miss. Like that's the kind of thing where oh. it's like, you know, you get like to play with like a shitty drummer or something. It's like, man, it's it's like a, it's like a mix up of like, like, if I were to combine all the best cruise ship musicians I played with, yeah, it'd be a killer band. Yeah, but it was never like that. Like it's such a rotating <laughs> there was door. One of them per band. And you know, and I was on two different ships during my contract. But was so. it more like more like one really good person? in a band per time was it more like one really bad person like what how much let me the put scale? it this way like when i was on the first ship at the in the first week uh-huh. it was like you had like a great drummer a great keyboard player all right um a bass player who was like actually one of the dumbest people i've ever met bless Ooh. his stupid heart but he'd play well no oh no no terrible player too oh. like nice guy just yeah. dumb yeah it's <laughs> so no good so dumb um and then like a horn section that was like one guy was pretty good and then one guy wasn't and then i don't even i'm trying to even 
it's kind of you know like I'm trying to even remember on yeah all right, right. but but like yeah it's big um, it's about half and half it almost sounds it, like yeah that. like only uh, half the guys it can usually play was band. like that and then yeah. like you know if I go to like the uh the end of my last you know the second ship I was on and the end of that contract it's like the bass player there is one of the best bass players I've ever met wow crushing musician wow um the pianist was like people behind her back would call her ham hands ham hands like it was like pieces like like, large slabs of ham just like keyboard because it's just so messy oh oh, poor ham hands poor ham hands ham hands if you're out there listening Uh, (laughs) she's not we love ham she's still on the ship dude there's (laughs) no way you can't get the internet there's no way well you do get internet now on the ship right yeah oh yeah and that's a that's a a whole ordeal too yeah you don't get data right yeah but there was a glitch with like the the ship i was on like people found out that like if you were if you logged in yeah then you made a call yeah and you were like connected to the Wi-Fi, and then you like logged out. Yeah, you'd stay on the call. Oh. so like people kind of found shit like ways that, to, like ways yeah, to sort of minimize it. But it. but yeah, like I think it was like you'd pay for like five thousand minutes, and it'd be like three hundred dollars, like a lot dude. of money. It's like thirty dollars a day, I think, on Jam Cruise. I mean, yeah, it'll vary it. from company. So you're, yeah, so you're company, not only but. physically isolated, you are like you know technologically informationally isolated as well yeah like i would i remember i would like i would turn the wire it's wi- almost like prison a little <laughs> like there's a you little see why i'm not as a hot these it's cruise ships. not like prison you what? literally are you telling me now they're having sex drugs and rock and roll in prison jail, is that jail underneath like on the you yeah. know they that's do the have prison jail within the there. prison but it's not oh, yeah. like if that's you, the inception if, you, of if you're acting up you mean <laughs> but i bet you down in that that prison they're still partying down there right I don't know. I have no idea. I've never been to ship jail. Oh, really? Yeah, don't go to ship jail. (laughs) Um, No, I don't. I probably. What do you have to do to get to ship jail? You would. There were a lot of like man. There were a lot of like bullshit trainings and bullshit drills and stuff that like. Oh, okay. Well, that sex assault. You probably should be in jail. Well, yeah. Or you just like (laughs) I was just making walk the fucking plank, man. (laughs) Come on. Not a pirate ship. (laughs) Well, it, it could be. Where's your sense Every of Every cruise ship secretly has creativity. a plank just... That's right. That like... <laughs> oh, I know. That like... Uh, it's like, all right, there's an app for it that makes it stick out. Well, no, I mean, imagine this. Let's say you go on a cruise, you're booking with four people, and you show up and they like put their bag, you know, down in the bed. They start... They unzip it and out comes like a pirate flag, and, you know, like a sword. And like, you're like, wait a minute, what are you playing? It's like, oh, yeah, it's a mutiny. <laughs> well, that is... Does that actually, that's one thing. I mean, not on a cruise ship. I'm sure a mutiny would never happen, right? Has that ever happened? I wonder. Oh, like. Has anybody taken over? Sh- I mean, this is nothing about being isolated. Isn't that what pirates nowhere. literally do? So they take over ships. Well, the pirates <laughs> usually would, they, you know, they'd be in their own ship and they'd pull up next to a ship. Oh, and they'd be like, yeah, and then they'd board take it. it and kill everybody and take all the stuff. But I mean, mutinies are a real thing, and I'm sure they happen on ships. But I'm sure not a cruise ship. You keep it so happy and fed; they're not going to revolt. Cruise ships do have this weird, like almost. You had kind of said like it's almost like jail. I'd actually compare it more to like almost like the military. Yeah, where like there would just there'd just be school. weird bullshit. Like you respect your captain. Yeah, You're like right. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Well, they hate, like, like <laughs> do that guy's like driving the butt. You're literally. He's the bus driver, though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, you're like, 
Whatever. What? You don't well, want to turn paid around way and be more like, than me. I don't shut care. Up back there. Yeah, no, he's no, getting paid a lot more than you. That's true. You know, I mean, you know, and that's. Um, well, you remember that one where the ship, I think they lost power or whatever. Do you remember that? This is a long time ago now. I'm dating myself at least like 10 years ago. This is big. It was all over the national news. Uh, I think it was Carnival Cruise because they got like mega sued. They were fucked for a long time for this. Oh, I think wow. it lost power and why it was like Sounds way familiar, in the middle actually, of the yeah. sea. So there was this emergency and like none of the toilets worked or anymore. Anything. So it was just like filling up with shit and the people were getting sick and you know all the food was boiling. It became this big, Jesus. Oh this my God. big uh, you know, emergency where they had to try to get this cruise ship back from like the middle of the ocean Damn i mean that's mean. incredibly rare that kind of stuff but oh yeah for sure look i mean happened. but dude when when covid hit i had friends who were like on the ships who got stuck mm-hmm. who were like, not allowed off the ship i had some friends who were like for a couple months like months? stuck oh, on a ship and i'm like that's that's an actual nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Holy real. shit. For dude. real. It's enough that you signed up for it, but then like it's now nah, it's past your signing date. You're like, no, nope, guess that. Well, and yeah. And like you're expecting to be on and off the boat. Yeah. The whole time. Like right. that's what, that's what keeps your sanity while you're on there is the fact that you're consistently getting off the fucking thing. Yeah. So think <laughs> of all those staffers that don't get to get off. Yeah. Today. I mean, that's why it's like, I just don't blame them when they see, like when they see somebody like me walking around, they're like, Fuck you. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Where yeah, you, I get it. Where did you grow up that you ended up doing the ship stuff? You're not from Colorado, are you? No, I am. Oh, yeah. Like, I was God, I was born in born in Denver and then grew up in Colorado Springs. Oh, okay. I was in school in Greeley and like doing a music degree, like jazz studies thing. See, Do, I figured you get into cruises. You were not you were not growing up in landlocked Colorado. No, it's but just like I just like knew a lot of people who were doing it out of college and I was like in Greeley for four years and I was like nothing to do yeah with it sounds like going to Europe is a good time yeah it's not better than Greeley that's for I sure. was also like I was dating somebody at the time we were pretty serious and oh, like I thought you were she... gonna say I wanted to get away from this person so no like... no we were we were pretty serious and I was like she was a year younger than me so she had a year of school still and I was like well I could just go on these ships for you know for a bit and kill some time and then uh-huh. when she's done we moved to Denver and that is pretty much what happened. Oh. Like I did the ship for like six months and then I came back to, I went back to Colorado Springs where I grew up and, um, yeah, that's worked. a long time though to be when you're young to be away from your partner. Distance. I thought you were going to say oh, like, no, I, that left, was... I went on the ship and they're like, all right, baby, I gotta go now. I gotta be, get on this ship. And you come back and she, she already has like four other children to four other dudes or something. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, was... I couldn't wait for you. Hey, let him say it. Okay. <laughs> no, it, uh, I mean, I'm weaving a tail. No, it was like it, we just, yeah, it kind of sucked, but we made it work. Made it work. You know? Yeah. Dude. Just a lot of phone calls. That was mostly And it. that's where you learn the trick of like, let's call mm-hmm. and then disconnect yeah. and then I can stay on the phone. Yeah. Somebody told me that because I was eating up minutes like crazy. Yeah. You know? And then somebody was like, hey, buddy. Yeah. Let me give you <laughs> told me that. And I was like, scoop. what? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> And I so, shared it with the world. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, Cruise I bet by now they've patched that. Like, that was like 2000. That's like 2016. At this, I'm like, they've had to have figured well, it out by I, now. I've heard the stories, like a lot of our ship stuff years in the past, where they had no connectivity. They had sat phone, 
which is crazy expensive. And they had no kind of internet or anything. And then you would pass like one certain spot on the equator or something. And they would get like 10 minutes of internet reception before it went away. That's what <laughs> happens to me. As I never paid for the Wi-Fi or anything. Yeah. But my phone has a service. So if I'm traveling or whatever, roaming, global, whatever, I don't even know. <laughs> 10 bucks a day if I use it. So that's way more affordable where it's like just that little pocket of service, but then I can still send you a text. Yeah. And then it's just going through and then it'll be like randomly at 2 a.m. It goes through or whatever. And I'm like, All right, yeah, I definitely had to like I would turn the Wi-Fi on and like have my messages come in and then I'd like turn it off yeah. and then like type out all my replies. Yeah. And, and then, then turn, turn the Wi-Fi on, on and send yeah. it and then turn it off. And I'd be like, all right, that's I only ate up like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> brutal you had to think of stupid shit like that when you're on the ship though like yeah i mean i don't know what do you so aside from playing i mean what are you spending all the rest of your time doing there playing video games um i did did you bring the n64 with you no i had a 3ds and i played that a lot Love the 3ds yeah i played that a lot so mad that like nobody else liked that 3d i mean even nintendo was like all right fuck it we're gonna make the 2ds now uh, they just didn't commit hard enough. I just, but I thought I for sure like, when that came out, I I remember saying to somebody about the Apple products, like I had an iPad two or something. And I'm like, I'm not buying another iPad now until it, until it's 3D because I love yeah. this 3D. <laughs> yeah. No, everybody, it, it, Apple was like, we're gonna get fucked. Uh, everybody, everybody bailed. Yeah, yeah everybody, everybody bailed. 3D, fuck, it's crap. I love, dude. That was the only still to this day screen that was like a 3D LCD screen. You didn't need glasses for. Oh, that was awesome shit. Yeah, it was pretty. It worked. That stuff really was well. cool. Like the 3DS stuff, I thought was cool. Like I played the shit out of like Mario 3D Land. Yeah, me too. And, like, and that Zelda um, too. I loved. Uh, what was the 3D? Was Zelda? it Link Between Worlds? Yes, Link Between yeah, Worlds. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have that. Oh, but I, so good. I've been meaning to pick that up. Actually. It's so fucking good. But, but there's real weird science behind behind how they got, like, got the optics to work for that. And it's I would, oh, interesting. It's tricky. Yeah. It's a parallax thing but it was like very very you know ingenious way to accomplish 3d now the big thing is vr like we were saying earlier about um some of these other systems like that's aside from nintendo most of the stuff that i play on like playstation is vr stuff that yeah i get really excited about and that's naturally 3d because you got two you know oh yeah stereo or peripheral yeah so you get well, stereo optics for your two eyes yeah and i think it's pretty badass but it's like not you can tell that technology's not quite there. Apple came out with theirs now, but I still think it's it'll get there. I think that's yeah, definitely going to it's be close. It's not quite there. It's though. not quite there. But I think that's um, going to become eventually. But I think it's cool. Nintendo kind of bucked that whole trend and was like, no, 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 we're not going down yeah. the rabbit hole of being the most techie. You know, they're like, well, nobody liked the Virtual Boys, so. right? <laughs> uh, but I did. Yeah, I mean, I like I played the 3DS a lot on the ship and like. Mm-hmm. I I worked out a lot. Like oh, that's I was, cool. I was in the gym a lot oh, during that good. time. All right. Which like I kind of I'm like envious of. I'm like I I wish I had more time to be in the gym the way I was like at that point. Dude, you in my just life. told me like four different games that you fucking. But you you said that you played <laughs> Mario Wander. Wait, wait, wait. Like oh, that's week. true. Wait, wait, that's true. Ma- get... It's a priority. It's priority for you sure. This thing. Because you can still play your game, but then uh, you're just pedaling. Yeah, oh, that's a, a good idea. Yeah. yeah, it's a or those like those little treadmills desk. that you can just like walk on. While, yeah, while you're going. Because I am, I am definitely a um, uh, 
what do you call it? A pacer. Yeah, me too. I, pace. I like. Yeah, I pa- like well, on the phone. Yeah, yeah pacing. On, no, I'm the same um, way. Well, you know, VR is like I'm saying. That's one where you do a lot of those games. You stand up, and it's not like you're running or anything, but you're kind of like walking around a lot. You're raising your hands. Yeah. yeah, you're definitely. It's a little more active where you're getting like a little bit more movement. Yeah, versus like the couch locks. <laughs> yeah, we just lay in there. He scares um, his cats when he does the VR game. It's true. He's just like. <laughs> Well, and I think you put the you put the mask on and you can't see yeah. what you look like. But yeah, there was one time where I started feeling my one cat and he's like up against my leg, you know, brushing up against my and like a lot though. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I take this hood off and look at him, and his tail is all bushed out and he's looking at me like he's gonna kill me. He's like doesn't recognize you. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, what? So I push him out of my room and I close the door. And I keep playing, and I can hear him like scratch the door. <laughs> intruder! Intruder! I don't know what he's, he thought. You know, he thought the thing was killing me or something. But Wait, this, that's so wild. It's a nice way to get a little bit of movement while you're playing. Yeah. Sure. But you know, um, the, dude, the thing about gym is access. Like, like I go to my rec center up here, it's maybe a mile from my house. But it's hard to like take. You gotta, you know, put some clothes on, and you gotta. Get in your car. You had to go over there. Oh, yeah. We're on the ship, man. There was kind of the... Yeah, I mean, like, there was, like, you know, and we had access to two different gyms because there was a crew gym. Okay. And there was, like, the... like Yeah, like, and the entertainment crew had access to that. So it was, like, you know, I tried to get up there because the gear was just better. Yeah, for sure. um, But I think the thing I did the most was write. Like, I wrote... I wrote a shitload of music when I oh, was on the ship, cool. and then, and then basically that's like came back time. to came back to Colorado, and I worked in a music store in the springs for a few months while like I was waiting for my girlfriend to finish up school, uh-huh. and and then she did, and we moved to Denver, and I like, um, I started a couple projects to like. Where I was like, okay, I have all this music. Like I your wrote. band now? Is that when you started your band now? No, I actually that kind of came later. I okay. started Moonglade um, after that. So okay. Moonglade is a band that I started. That was like it was 2017. It's a cool name. Yeah, cool yeah. Is it? They're still around, or mm-hmm. yeah? Well, yeah. you started the band, but now you're not. You make it sound like no, you're not in still... the band. No, I, I no, we're definitely still active. Oh, okay. No, sorry, right. no, 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 no. We're definitely I, still active. I just shot you guys. When was that? That was. July, okay. yeah, that was like we put out a record oh, this dude. summer. So I gotta check it out. Okay, I only known you. I, knew I think your it's great. Band yeah, under your name, and then also yeah. uh, Ghost Tapes or, or not Ghost. Um, yeah, I mean, no, I've played. Um, I'm not like a set member of Ghost Tapes, but I've I've done some tours with them and some gigs in I, Denver with them. Yeah, and, dude, I and, saw you and play bass like, with them. They're very good friends of mine too. I love Fucking them. Fucking rule I oh they're a sick them. band like what's, what's the singer's name she's ishka awesome. oh i love her she's Dude, the best so good yeah oh Ishka's so incredible good. man and we had it's actually funny we did like a like a corporate gig together recently me and ishka oh. like duo hmm. like i was on acoustic and she sang and we did like just covers for this like corporate thing okay and it fucking ruled. I was yeah. like, dude, Ishka can do She's kind of good everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ishka's a badass. So that's so you you kind of, you kind of fill in in a bunch of different bands. Yeah, so I like, you know, I I work freelance, so like I end up yeah I end up filling in for people's bands sometimes. Like Ghost Tapes is like, I'm more like I'm not like a set member, but like they do like if they need a bass player, I'm generally the 
the main call. person they call. Do they have an actual? They have somebody else that's like the regular bass player. They did, and then he it was, it was his cat Zeke, who's a great musician, and then mm-hmm. he moved to um, he moved to Lyman, like oh. out of nowhere, and they were like, "You're too far, dude." Yeah, like, what, that is what too are far. we doing? And that is too far. Um, and I and we did I did have the conversation with them at one point about being like their yeah, permanent, permanent bass player, and I was like. I just. But they're still guys. holding open the, the spot for Lyman, dude, or what? No, I. I they just was, can't commit. It was more me. I was oh, like, I mean, commit. shit. I don't know if I have the time, but yeah, I, I kind of just. But maybe I do because, like, I've just told them recently, like, hey, if there's a gig, call me. Yeah. And I've kind of been free for most of them, so. Yeah, man. You, you, you know, could you could take you could take two weeks to play through Mario Wonder and <laughs> and, and become their permanent <laughs> bass player. I think. All right, so wait, sorry, I, I glossed over. So you're, the band you started, was it Moonglade? Moonglade, what was it called? Moonglade, yeah. Moonglade. So Moonglade What was, kind of stuff is that? Is it funk? Like, kind of yeah, yeah, that's like funk, neo-soul, like okay. R&B and type stuff. And you shot stuff. them before. Yeah. Just recently. Yeah, that was okay. July at the Mercury. We did oh. we did an album release show. Oh, so I, nice. I came back from the ships and had all this music I'd written. And some of it, I was like, it needs to be in a more like R and B pop neo soul setting. So I started Moonglade. Okay. And then a lot of it, and then and then the other half of it, I was like, needs to be like I need like a jazz combo. And so I had like a quintet, like a jazz quintet. Yeah. Um, it was, that that's I, your I'd started. Um, what or that became or what? Kind of like yeah. I mean, if I anything, guys are a little more the one I've seen like you're under your name it's not really i mean it's jazz influence yeah. but this was like more straight ahead oh, like straight this was jazz. like swing jazz you know uh mary halverson you i know mary halverson? Actually, jazz uh, guitarist from new york oh uh, okay oh yeah. so fucking good you gotta look her up okay dope. by the way i was thinking of anybody on this show that would know her maybe oh okay, okay word. Uh, no i haven't heard her well who's some of like your jazz favorites you like the confusion um, stuff because that's yeah. music. I like, yeah, I'm a big sure. like John McLaughlin. Oh yeah, Al DiMiolo. Yeah, like, that's, love, love those guys. These are kind of my guys. Yeah, I love those guys. I love um, Pat Metheny. Yes, Pat Metheny. George Benson. Nice. George Benson's the shit. Yeah, uh, West Montgomery was pretty big oh, for me. Dude, I um, love West Montgomery. Although I know he's jazz. I mean, it is jazz, but he's got such like a bluesy sort of um, tone, and I I always had a hard time placing him it's it's smooth jazz but it's just the way his playing is it's very like emotional i mean very- it kind of you know i think a lot of times great artists will sort of um yeah, have multiple multiple styles that exist within what they do and it's yeah. like yeah he definitely has like he's a jazz musician but he definitely has like i you know, when you talk about his blues stuff, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, for sure. I you feel know? that and for sure. He d- more than like some of these other guys, like we're talking about Al Demiola or like Pat Dean. I feel, I feel yeah. like I'm more even or Mary Halverson. You listen to her, that's more like what I consider just kind of straight jazz playing. And West yeah. Montgomery had like a certain uh, there is a smoothness, smoothness to it. Too. Yeah, yeah I, that... he did a whole string of like covers, like he did California Dreaming. And oh yeah, and those are yeah, those for rec- sure. I have I think all those records. Yeah, it's like aren't they like. Those are kind of arranged out too. Like yes. the, some of them have like um very much like so. big band stuff too. Uh, like, sort of, yeah. I'm trying to think of like but he'd I, fuck with the arrangements a lot. If that's I thought that's what you mean. He would like take the song and yeah. like play the main themes but really make it his own. Yeah. Um yeah, I love that stuff, man. Um but but yeah, I had all this music that was like basically, you know, like I felt like half of it was like pop music and half of it was like 
more instrumental or like jazz music. Mm-hmm. So I had started like a jazz group and I started Moonglade. Um, and then, yeah, basically played, play with Moonglade is still going. When did that? Still, yeah. So when did Moonglade yeah. start? Like that was 2017. Oh, and right. that's the same lineup other than, uh, we had a different bass player when we started this cat, Julian Carey, who's a, a very good friend of mine from from unc like we went to school together okay. and like i was a senior and he was a freshman and i met him and i was like this dude's like the best singer i've ever met this wow. is ridiculous and right. we became really close and um yeah he played in moonglade the first like two years and then moved to thailand oh shit <laughs> and now he's there and he's like he's crushing it out there he's having yeah. a great time why yeah it's because he likes he guys. got like a university gig out there like yeah. te- teaching it like vocal jazz at a university and then he's just done he's doing crazy gigs out there like he'll be like hey check this out and it's like a stadium gig that wow. he's MDing on and I'm like that's wild music wow dude so huge in Thailand good yeah. friend of mine is what his wife is Thai and they just moved to Thailand and they're always talking about all the live music just like pervasive all over that culture yeah no, it's a huge thing there, and like they had, um, they had a king who was like a a huge, huge fan of jazz music. Who oh. like just died, like I think in the last in the last like ten years. Or oh, something. okay. So it's a big part that of that culture. That helps when your king likes jazz. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that helps. Yeah, yeah, that helps. That helps. Um, but yeah, he was in Moonglade the first couple of years, the king? and then. Not the king. <laughs> Sorry. You had a clear. Was the king? The king? Uh, yeah. Julian. Now you'd, re- Julian. you'd really be on the map. The fucking <laughs> king that of Thailand helped. played yeah, in that your band. Too. That would have been better PR. Dude, can you imagine sure. if the king actually had a band, right? And even if he sucked, like everybody. People would go. Everybody had to go to his <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah, they, you have to go. They had to applaud. People were, fuck, I got to go to the oh, king's show. That's where your taxes go to your concert tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, the fucking king's got another gig again. Oh, God dude, damn it! I'm so sick of seeing the king. Yeah, <laughs> and then you run, you know, you run into you run into him in the, the yeah. throne room. It's or just build. There's a marquee that just says the king. Yes, <laughs> the king and his band. <laughs> um, but yeah, Julian. Julian was um, he was in Moonglade the first couple of years, and then he moved to Thailand, and then this cat Drew Packard joined. Yeah. and yeah, that's been the lineup. Yeah, 20, 2019, I think. Cool. Or maybe even 2018. Julian was not in the band that long. It was like the first year, year or two. Year or two, yeah. And, did um, you do a record with him, though? Before We you? did an EP. Yeah, an we EP. did We did an EP, and Julian's on the first EP. Cool. But you just did a record this year, then? You're saying, yeah, right? we put out Sweet. a new record this year. Where did you, you guys produce your own stuff, or did you take it somewhere? That or? was mostly self-produced. So yeah. we did um, everything ourselves other than we went to Evergroove, up in Evergreen yep. for the vocals. Oh, just uh, we, I thought you were gonna say for the drums. No, the drums we did ourselves. Wow, everything we had decided for the vocals. We were like, we could do the vocals ourselves yeah. for sure, but like, we just vocals decided like we wanted like we wanted to just put ourselves like in. It was mostly to just be in Evergreen while doing it. Yeah, like, yeah, it's pretty. And we would just. It was just a nice way to like, you know, we'd book a session and do like a couple songs at a time, and then just be there for the day and like you get to look out at nature while you're yeah. tracking vocals it's yeah. nice you that's, know? Nice, and, that's nice um yeah so we did the vocals there but cool. yeah everything else who does that you do the production work on it or 
Uh, well, the vocals we had Brad Smalling from um, from Evergroove. He just engineered those sessions. But yeah, yeah, I ended up the the drums were Bobby Ferguson, the drummer of that band. Okay, um, he did the drums. He recorded them. Yeah, but who yeah. who did the mixing? Who did the production? Bobby then did at the end of it. Bobby did the mixing and mastering. For but the I did the I did the production and engineering for like the bass guitars and keyboards okay. of that record. So you really did all kind of like split the duty. Yeah, it was pretty in-house. Yeah. There, wasn't, I mean, there wasn't one person making a big duty. You all made little duties. I mean, it was mostly me and... Pushed it together. I think production-wise, it was mostly me and Bobby, yeah. the drummer. Okay. But like, I mean, yeah, otherwise we would just bring... You know, it'd just be like, Bobby would do the drums. Like, we're still... We're tracking new stuff already. But it's, it's just... Like, weird. I mean, I know like a lot of bands, people will track their own stuff or they'll track at different places. But usually you put it all... You know, it all coalesces into one big set of stems and then there's like one guy at one room that kind of mixes the whole thing right so that's a little different than what you're saying you're saying you kind of like you're like doing the post-production while you're mixing or like each one of you kind of did post on your own stuff or something well the like i i guess i consider like production i i i guess i did a lot of the like you know in terms of like layering a lot of like keyboard sounds Uh and like guitar sounds and even like just swells and effects and stuff like that like bobby did some of that like some of the swells and effects and stuff like that but like most of that like the synth end of it and like guitar end of it like i was doing the production okay that stuff and so i mean yeah i guess that's cool mostly bobby and i played mostly guitar in that band right yeah i play guitar in that band so like it was with the keyboardist michaela like Uh michaela would come over and we would just i mean we, I mean, we would take a long time to do synthesizers on one tune. Like sure. usually, one tune took like three sessions, and well, each session was like four hours. Well, finding the the right textures and stuff on synths for exactly what you need sometimes. Oh, yeah, that's what. To, the, like I know me when I'm trying to track synth, that's so much. Yeah. That, and the the world is your oyster now. We have like every fucking possible sound and filter and anything available oh, yeah. to you. Now the Moonglade record took like three years because wow. it was like... A full LP though, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is, is a full ass. record. Did but you guys it, press some vinyl or is it just CD? No, we didn't do streaming? we didn't do any physical copies. Yeah, it's you just... bastard. I know. Well, that's I know. all right. You need, oh, you, we still could. Well, you, yeah, dude. It's not, well, like it's, it's not like it's too wait, late. I was going to say, like, you never make anything from the spot. Like, we probably dude. should have some CDs for shows, <laughs> like, yeah, at the very CD, least. God, nobody wants CDs anymore. That's true. Well, I'll kinda... tell you, I used to buy CDs only because that's the only thing you can buy from a band that's 10 bucks. I used to have a car that had a CD player. And I switched my car to get a snow car. And I was like, I only want this car if it comes with a CD player. And the guy told me it did. He lied to me. does <laughs> not. Um, so then I had all these CDs. Well, and, I, but yeah. I still had a boom box at the time. So it was yeah. like fine. And then, you know, the whole thing with my house happened. So I lost it. And all the CDs. So now I don't buy CDs anymore. Yeah. So I have no way to play them. A lot of people's cars don't. Like my car doesn't I know. But I specifically so. said. My car does. does have a CD player. But it's like hidden. Yes. I had to find it. Hit it. Well, well, it's just not obvious that yeah. it's a CD player there. Yeah, I think CDs. Well, you know, I say CDs suck, and like, I don't know, people still buy them sometimes at my shows too. So they do all the time. I yeah, mean, first yeah. of all, it's ten bucks because cheaper it's vintage and vinyl's just <laughs> the I put that shit. in quotations. But also, I mean, t-shirts and hoodies are like sixty dollars. I yeah. don't have that, but I well, vinyl. $10 but vinyl is expensive and takes forever. Yeah, uh, it depends on where um, you get it done. Some places are oh, faster. I can get, really? I can, I can turn around some vinyl for you in like 
two months. Oh, that's cool. Three is the most, absolute most. But you're right, it's expensive. I mean, there's that meme that I love where the two guys are talking and he's showing his friend the record collection. He's like, the thing that drew me to vinyl was like the the expense and the inconvenience. (laughs) Because it is like big and they're heavy and they're expensive. They take up a lot of room. They take up a lot of room. You have to be like delicate with them. You know, they can get damaged easily. You have to get a player. You have to get a player and a preamp. I I mean, I have thought about, there's a handful of people who have reached out to me about like my... Uh, my first record, like my first solo record, and yeah. people have been like, "Do you have vinyls of that?" Yeah, and I've like thought about. There's been enough people who've reached out to me about that that I've thought about just like pressing like yeah, a couple pressing a, like twenty of them. Yeah, you, you know? can now. You could do a pre-order. Well, yeah, and then yeah. you see how many you get. That's I've done that before. Um, but it, I think the the main thing is that like I don't have I don't have full sleeve artwork. Like it would only like I'd have artwork for the front, but yeah, you need the I'd rest be, of it. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm at a point where I'm like, yeah, my first record was over a year ago. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fork out money for more artwork for that. For that like, yeah. That's not worth doing. It's true, now. you know. That, that's a good point because sometimes I've gone back, not often, and re and pressed some older stuff of mine that hasn't been pressed, and that's one of the biggest things is like coming up with the spine and back artwork to it and the center labels and shit. Oh, that's a whole. I mean, if you like, didn't prepare for that on the front, if you do it ahead of time while you're doing it, it's fine. Yeah. But if you don't yeah. have that, if you have one image and you go, I got to turn this into like a physical it's record. Ki- yeah, kind of a it's mess. A pain yeah. in the ass. You've got so many images. You could just yeah, make a collage. I guess yeah, that's have true. Have one of amazing photos as the back. With yeah, the there's a million of those. Or you could literally like do four or whatever. You know, you could collage them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, just I mean, do one. One and you're well, actually, I mean, I actually am like probably going to put out um, I'm probably going to put out a live track on Spotify and I'm probably going to use one of your photos. For there that. You go. Like just that's the cover. Essentially. That's cool. I mean, Spotify, the thing is, is Spotify now it's like where CDs were a long, long time ago of like even whether, whether you like them or not, you have to have the CD. And that's where we are now with Spotify. Like whether you like it or not, you have to be on Spotify. Yeah. But some of the other yeah. stuff you can still also <laughs> do, you know. And to your point too, you know, a lot of bigger, like I don't know if you're on Bandcamp. Oh yeah, for Bandcamp sure. Bandcamp now does vinyl. And I don't know. Oh, if you, that's cool. I don't know if you ever heard of Kanaki. Kanaki, real popular them, um, for like one-off CD. CDs. Oh no, no, I have. Yeah, they a now friend of mine has told me about that. They yeah. now they've been around forever. They now yeah. do vinyl. So I think some of these bigger companies too recognize exactly what we're talking about. That even like you know, uh, all, all kinds of artists are getting asked for like vinyl as a merch product and not everybody yeah. has the wherewithal, time, effort, money, all that, that they want to send it all to Rainbow Records for like 10 grand and show up with, you know, 10,000 units of this, you know, yeah. they want to just make like 20 or 50 or whatever, 100 and, and sell them to people and people are catching on to that because it's so popular. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, um, yeah, you know, I think that like, I don't know, like with, with both the most recent Moonglade record and my like my first solo record, like, mm-hmm. I think the reason there aren't physical copies of those is also partially because it's like they were such like pandemic projects. Too. Oh sure, yeah. You know, it was almost like, um, you know, like I almost like didn't know if I'd go out on the road to sell those things. Yeah. Know? Where like right now I'm working on a new batch of songs for like my neck, you know, like more of my own solo stuff. Right. And it's like, I think that stuff's going to need more physical copies because yeah. it's like, I'm 
gonna be on the road with yep. it. That's for sure. That makes yeah. a lot of sense, man. And well, you're right, I think that's during the, during the pandemic, it was so making music during that time was so uns- uncertain. It was just like I'm just doing this because I like yeah. I like to because I I need to do this. It's yeah. therapeutic, you know. Right. It's like there what was else no. Am I do? I'm stuck in my house apartment whatever i had no idea if i'd ever play those songs live you know it was just like i hadn't you know so i didn't i didn't think of it that way at all where i'm like i'm tracking a bunch of songs now that we've played live for the last like i don't know year yeah 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 we've been playing the shit out of these tunes so it's like it's much different going in different going in the studio this time is it's yeah it's a totally different experience i mean there's i think in the end the end result of the record is always better when you've had some experience as a band playing it live a lot first it gets tighter yeah tighten it up and then you go record it but to me also there's this it always misses some kind of magic because you've 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 honed in you know used the humid editing process so much that you've like honed in this the sound and the vibe and all the textures and everything you're using too most of it's like figured out already whereas there is something magical about like you got the song but when you haven't played it a lot live and you go to record it it's there's like that little bit element of chaos to it i think it just depends on how married you are to certain ideas yeah you know? like i think i'm trying to go into this being like Ooh, open-minded yeah like not way too attached yeah. to anything and like really like even some of the stuff so you know recently we just did we did drum and bass on like i don't know five or six tunes okay basically and yeah. that you already tracked you're saying yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. just the drum and bass though yep. like we haven't gotten That's anything where you start. else and like we there's like a couple of them that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to scrap these and do program drums instead because they're more the vibe of the tune. Like, I'm still yeah. sort of dialing in, like, all right, what are these tunes? What do you really use mean? to do program drums? Um, I do a handful of things. Like, there's, um, I mean, there's a lot of sounds I have from my buddy who, um, my, my friend Nick Spriegel, who he's in LA and he just dumped, like, you know, a shitload of drum samples. sounds yeah yeah sample sounds so you just you, then, you hand program the midi and you have like sound bench yeah i usually like put in like find a sound and then throw it into my keyboard and then oh and play the keys yeah i try yeah. to play it so that it has human like feel yeah human velocity like yep. where like yep there's not the same it's not the same dynamic for every single thing you're playing because totally. it's like a real drummer doesn't do that. No, no, no. And you can try to like randomize velocities and timing and stuff. It never feels the same. Right. You kind of just have to play it. Well, you so know? the one that I use all the time is called Superior Drummer. Oh, yeah. That. People love that. Well, yeah. Why it rules so much is like what you're doing, you have basically segments that real, like, and they're, they're professional, like big name session drummers have yeah. played. They played it on like an e-kit. And then, but they play like a million variations, everything. And it's never exactly what you want, but you start with that. You start with like, this is pretty close to what I want. And they just move some. I was going to say, yeah, like the friends I've seen work out of it, they get like, they get like a baseline thing. Yeah. And then they just kind of tweak the Twi- shit tweak out of it shit. gradually. Yes. But see, when you do that, the things like the velocities and whatnot, they yeah. sound like a human because it was a human. Because it was someone playing. playing it. It. Yeah, yeah. And really, like, yeah, I I at one point was programming drums where I would just slide in like the sample yeah. and then like just sort of line shit up. Shit up yeah, but it's like so mechanical, so mechanical. It doesn't know. sound like a real drummer. No. It will not sound no. real. You know, yeah. if you wanted to sound real, there has to be like, some kind of nails, performance. It works, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, or like or you know, like even 
Dead Mouse records where yeah. they do, you know, he clearly does that yeah, shit. No, that I'm works. like, yeah, I love it. It's right. great. You know, but like, I think, yeah, the context of that really matters where it's like, there's there's also a lot of situations it doesn't really work. You no, know? if and, you want it to feel organic, you kind of. And especially that, these songs where like, I've been playing it with a live band the last year and it's like, if they're going to be programmed drums, they got to feel still human. Some, yeah, they they got to feel good still. No, I you know? get that and for sure. they can't be way too robotic, you know. But yeah, there were a couple that, you know, like not that like so is Will Trask on the session and like he played beautifully on all of it, you know. And mm-hmm. and uh and my, my bass so it's my regular drummer and bass player Will Trask and Sean Danderan and they crushed, you know. And more of it was like it's more of a texture thing. Like, well, does this song need live drum texture or does it need like program drum texture and there were just sure. a, there were just like i think two of them were well you like, know do you know drumagog you ever heard of that mm-mm. drumagog is a replacement one where you can feed in like audio that's been played by a drummer and it will replace the oh kind of like what like ableton does yes, where it ableton converts does, audio yeah, to midi, MIDI. Yeah. yeah same thing yeah and i've thought about that too but there's it's also like, like a po- way to do like post triggers basically but there's this, that dude I was mentioning, Nick Spriegel. Like, part of me just wants to send send him the track and be like, and tell him, and not tell him that much, and be yeah. like, do your thing. Yeah. And see you have at it, motherfucker. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's some that's kind of something I've thought about with like a couple of those tunes, and right on. you know, there's like there's one that's like really specifically trappy, and there's like yeah, there has to. Um, have that. There's also another one that like I think I want to have. Um, a different cat played drums on this. Do you know BK? BK Khan? No. He plays in like, uh, do you know him? Braxton Khan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he plays like, I think his main band right now is like Mini Colors. Okay. And they're sick. Mini Colors is like, they play like hip hop, instrumental, live band. A little bit too, right? Yeah, so Mini Colors is like Braxton Khan, Eric Luba, Kerwin Brown on bass and um, uh, Brant Brant Williams on guitar, and they're great. Like they do, like like it's basically like I like Dilla beats, but a live band playing oh, it. And then yeah, that's cool. Um, and they're sick. Yeah, but BK, I think like he um, there's one of my tunes that I'm like, yeah, I think he needs to play drums yeah. on it for well, sure. Well, that happens. And if you're trying to make a whole record with a lot of different vibes, like. Sometimes you gotta do stuff like that. Totally, you know, and like I, my guys are really flexible in that sense. Yeah. Like they know that's sweet. They know what I'm going for, and yeah. they trust my judgment on that. Of that's like, good. of like, yeah, he'll do the right thing for the song. That's right. You know? That's because right. that's at the end of the day, that's, that's all it. I'm always focusing. There you on. go. Like, yeah, how do take I make, the ego out of do what's right. How do I make song? the song the best it can be? When's yeah. that? How, when do you kind of? When do you think that record's gonna be ready? It probably won't be a full record. Like I'm kind of tracking EP. it like a record, but no, I think oh, singles. Singles, everybody doing the singles now. Well, man. I mean, I did a full record already, yeah, you know. Yeah. So no, like, singles are the way things to, are moving. Yeah, I'm kind of like, well, that full, you know, I'll do another full record at some point, but like, I'm not, I'm not dying to do another one. Like I'm like, it's a big commitment. Big I kind of like the idea of tracking another record and then drip feeding it as singles because like it just buys me time. Yep. Yep. Dude, it's the way the whole industry's going. So well, and it's like people, you know, people are just like it's attention span. Oh, big time! It's what people want. I mean, I'm like that where I digest entire records. Like, I'm the kind of person who, like, if you put out a whole record and I'm like, 
you know, curious or a fan of your music already, I'm going to listen to the whole yeah, record. Yeah, me too. I'm a and, record guy. And I'm even going to sit through parts of it and be like, I don't like this, yeah. but <laughs> I'm sitting through it. I'm sitting through it. Yeah, yeah. I'm committed. I won't skip the stuff I don't like, at least the first time. Yeah. You know, at least the first time, I'm going to really sit with it and like commit to listening to the whole record, you know? Yeah. And that's just how I am. And that's kind of how I've always been with music. But most and people are not like that. Th- especially now. That's how I like, am with Netflix shows. Uh, all right one more season (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know if i like this or not but i'm committed so but that's That's a lot longer than albums i'm just gonna say but like yeah i mean that's true but but you're right that it's like people are digesting much more in like a singles format so i'm like why not release music that way and even if it's not what you your natural what i i feel the same way of like it's just like we're saying about cds like i remember cds came out and like well that's the thing and then CDs die and like Spotify comes out like fuck your feelings on it like that's where the audience is yeah okay? same with I like, mean fuck Spotify sing- but it is, yeah. you're right it but is same with albums or singles it's like I love making albums and I make albums too but man singles are just what works but what awesome. you're talking about sorry is you're releasing it as singles but it's still an album once that last single is released you can sell the album as an or album. whatever I probably will yeah. like I'll probably you just because yeah, all that all that is is like making an album cover for the collection of songs yeah, exactly. and being like here it is but you and, got the release and it and i know better for i you. know people who've done that one of my favorite songwriters right now like she just did that like yeah. her, her name is abigail osborne and she did single by single and then the so whole she album at the end. she did a ton of singles and then she didn't even just put out one record she did like a bunch of singles and then she did like album chapter one. Yeah. And then like the album chapter two. Like even the album was in two different segments. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like it's just like, and no, nobody cares. No, like nobody's no, not worried a, about shit like no, that. You the, know? This day and age, that happens all the time. Yeah. And actually, I, I actually had noticed like I was looking through her discography. She, she, it was really clever. What she did was like every song on the record was a single except for the title track. Ah, and the so title track one. was the only like new track. Yeah. But that's a good way to But get it was the f- name of the record. Yeah, you know? your I don't fans like, are the singles, you still get them on that that's one. That's smart. Yeah, that's know? real smart. Yeah. You know, so like I'm yeah, I'm sure like the next release will look much more like that. Like yeah. I do have a lead single kind of in mind. Like as in, like, it's a single that, like, it needs a music video. And, okay, like, the whole um, nine yards. Yeah, there's one song in particular particular that, like, I'm like, yeah, I believe in that one big time. And it was, it was, it's funny because it's one of the only songs that I wrote where, like, a lot of times when I write, and I'm, you know, I think a lot of people are like this. You have to sit down and commit to it. You have to be like, all right, from two to five, I'm writing a song. I'm gonna do it. Okay. You know? That's certainly not how I work, but everybody's different. I, I mean, I am. Like, I'm okay. like that. Sure, where, like, sure. I have to set the time aside right, to, do to do it. it. Where I'm like, all right, from this time to this time, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm I feel like I always come up with shit at the most inconvenient times. Oh, and that happens too. Yeah. Like, I have so many notes in my phone that's like vid- voice notes of me like singing a melody or a thing. Yeah. And that, that and happens weird, too, yeah. for sure. And, and, and then it later I've got to pull all that shit together somehow. But I've been finding that it's like if I want to like finish songs, yeah, that's the way to do it. Time. Is like to put be like I'm going to commit time to this. Fuck yeah. And like, you know, and what happens I think is because, especially if you're writing a lot, like you know, over the summer I was writing like I don't know three or four songs a week. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I was writing a lot of that's songs. That's a lot. And, 
I think what happens is your brain just starts to like be in that mode. Yeah, get used to that. Even if you're not actively writing. So sure. I had like one night where I was like in the shower. Yeah. And like this song just popped in my head. Like lyrics and melody. Yeah. We're just like there. My, Dude. And, See, that's what I'm talking about. And I think sometimes when I've tried to like sit down and go, okay, I'm going to write something and I'm working on something, I kind of write it. But like almost like you said, your brain gets in this mode. Then later I'm in the shower and I start humming a thing that's way better than that right. thing that I sat yeah. down to write. And I went, fuck. Yeah. Like, no, and, no, 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 fuck that song. This and then is the I, song. This is I the like song. sat down and fleshed out this song. Like I got out of the shower like immediately yeah. and then like, like fleshed <laughs> out this song. And like, fuck this shower. I was like, stink. like 20 minutes or something. Down. You know, yeah. like I fleshed it out right away. Not, and yeah. those are the best, man. It kind of come quick. Yeah. And now and now I'm like, you know, and that was months ago. But now I'm like, oh, that's the lead single. Yeah, like, that's, that's the song awesome. that needs a music video. And that's so like. You hear that first here, Denver. Is <laughs> Connor's new lead single he wrote in the shower. Yeah, but you know those notepads that you're supposed to go in the shower? Is that a thing? Oh, 100% Whoa. a thing. Oh, yeah. I used to have a million of them. I used to give them out as gifts because shower thoughts is a real thing, right? You're in there. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Probably should. But that is where many people, including me, have, like, the best thoughts. So they make these notebooks. It's literally just, like, suction cup sticks on there with a little pencil. You can get the love note version, too, that has a red pencil. I don't know. Whatever. And it's waterproof. And you write it down. Like, I had, like, I was writing my thesis in the shower. <laughs> wow, so I'm just saying. That's cool. I'll send you the yeah. link. I didn't know that was a thing. I don't work that's for cool. them, but, but see, well, you, everybody likes to sing in the shower. You need somebody well, yeah, to make a microphone. That oh, goes that's in because the like bathroom acoustics yeah, rules. That's true. Like everybody's voice sounds, sounds good in really the shower because like you're just like ah uh, reverb. It's true. Natural <laughs> reverb. But that'd be something if they have a notepad that goes in the shower There's microphone. It would record yeah, your yeah. song ideas while you're in the fucking shower. Yeah, it's called my phone. Because I use my phone in the shower because it's waterproof. Well, when, that, when that single comes out now, everybody's going to know that you wrote it in the shower. That I wrote it in the shower. Dude, I think we, we, we went over a little bit, but in a good oh, okay. way. Word. But cool. man, thanks for fucking, yeah. thanks for coming out. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, this probably won't air for a couple weeks, but do you have anything like early next year, anything it shows or anything yeah, you want to plug? January 5th. Oh, oh so yeah, January month. 5th. Yep. Um, playing at the Bluebird Theater with, french cuffs um and that's gonna be a great time uh but other than that i have uh i put out for the one year anniversary of my first album i put the instrumentals out a couple months ago Oh, cool um so spotify also. yeah Yeah. those are out now um and then i also put out a live video like a week or two ago from my gig at Cervantes over the summer opening for Mono Neon. Yep, I was there. And uh yeah, awesome and, gig. And man. there's a there's a full yeah, video awesome I did set. uh featuring You Kate. shot it, right? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, Sharla did photo for that and That's such a good show. Um yeah, there's a there's a video from that I just put out like a week or two ago. Um saw it on my suggested reels on today. Your, yeah, on your one. uh your uh, Facebook or YouTube? YouTube. Or YouTube okay. Yeah, the full video is on my YouTube and cool. then, you know, links and stuff on yeah. my socials. We'll put but... links on, we'll put the socials okay, all sweet. on this. Um, but yeah, that and that's featuring Caitlin Williams and... Very um, nice. Yeah, that video turned out great. Um, but yeah, base, uh, the Bluebird is kind of the next big show we're prepping for. Cool. I don't know if it will come out by January 5th, but if it does... Oh, all good. Go to the Bluebird, yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, Connor, thanks so much for doing yeah, it, man. Thanks for having me. Fuck Appreciate yeah, it. Dude. Yeah, dude. Blast. Oh, yeah. Blast.